Hi, I'm Max Clark. This is 20 Minutes Max, and we're going to talk about the ultimate cheat code for your IT and your help desk and your operations. And if you're running Windows, that answer is what we call DAS, uh, Terminal Services, Virtual Desktop, Desktop as a Service, Azure Virtual Desktop, Citrix, Horizon, VMware Horizon. I mean, like Zen Desktop, VMware Horizon. I mean, it doesn't matter what's, what what the what the technique, what the terminology is, what the what the branding is. Um, the important thing is, is DAS is awesome. And DAS is the ability for you to virtualize your desktops and not purchase expensive computers and not have to go touch those expensive computers or have those expensive computers get, you know, have to be replaced every every three years or be broken or have to be updated one at a time or have to worry about data that's being downloaded to them. So DAS gives you all these wonderful advantages. So there's DAS and DAS is Windows. Windows. So if you're running Windows, think DAS. Windows, DAS, Windows, DAS, Windows, DAS. Okay. So then the next one that we have is we talk about, you know, people running Mac, you know, Mac OS. I use, I'm a Mac user. I've been a Mac user for a very, very long time, which is funny because I started my career as a Windows certified engineer, but you know, I came over to Mac with the OS 10 and, and the, you know, creation of this like um, Unix subsystem, which was just awesome for me. There are some options to virtualize Mac. It is not common. It's not something that you probably want to go down the path on. It's not, it's not, the operating system isn't set up for it. It's not equipped for it. People that, that co-locate and give these, you know, like Mac minis and Mac, Mac studios, you know, in a data center that you can connect to, you know, with different protocols, like, you know, it works, but whatever, right? It's probably not what you want. Like if you've got a Mac based fleet and you're trying to do this, unless you're actually literally doing iOS development in, um, Xcode. Like, okay, let me actually back up. If you're doing iOS development in Xcode, then yes, you probably want to do this because you get faster compile times. You can do all these sorts of things and you get virtually. If you're not doing iOS development in Xcode and you just want to virtualize a desktop or provide access to a desktop for your team, you probably don't want to virtualize a Mac, you know, or, or you can't even virtualize a Mac desktop. You probably don't want to provide remote access to Mac desktops for this. Just just use a Windows DAS-based platform. Save yourself a lot of aggravation. Or, or, or you can do number three. And number three is an interesting thing that's happening. Number three is Google Workspace. Specifically, it's actually not Google Workspace. What am I talking about? It is Google Chrome OS. Now, this is the most fascinating Trojan horse played out over so many years that we've kind of witnessed unfolding. And Google Chrome owns the desktop, the browser. It is the dominant browser on the desktop. Now on mobile devices, if you're on iOS, you're using Safari. Like maybe you're weird and you put Chrome on, but Chrome is using the Safari rendering engine, so you're still using Safari. And you've got Chromium-based derivatives like Microsoft Edge, which is still a Chrome browser. But anyways, okay, so we've got Chrome. Chrome owns the desktop. So almost everything application-wise is moving to a browser-based experience, right? So, you know, there's still thick clients you know, applications like, um, you know, okay, if you're using Google Workspace for your email, you know, it's possible that some people are using Superhuman, you know, to interact with it. Fun thing about Superhuman is it's uh, it's an Electron interface, so you can actually run it inside of the browser versus, you know, you, or you could run it as a client, right, as, a, as an application. You know, and there's, there's calendar apps, there's all these sorts of things, you know, there's extensions on top of Workspace, like maybe running front, you know, which you know, has, has advantages and disadvantages. Anyways, the point there is, is chances are what you interpret as your operating system being Mac OS isn't really your operating system. Your operating system is really the browser that you're using to interact with all the applications that you're using on your desktop. So as more and more applications go from being installed on the computer to being browser delivered applications, those browsers are, those browser delivered applications are being delivered via Chrome. So what's the actual operating system, right? 
I'm recording this in a podcasting platform running inside of the Chrome browser. Okay, so you've got the Chrome browser, and this, let's go back to our... So now we've got the Chrome browser, which is the de facto UI application interacting with all these websites. That is the dominant browser running on every single desktop. It's running, you know, it's a dominant browser on Windows, it's a dominant browser on Mac, um, etc. Um, Google came out with a thing called Chrome OS a while back, and Chrome OS is exactly what it sounds like. It is the Chrome browser upscaled and, you know, I mean, okay, it's not don't don't attack me fine whatever it's technically a, a linux you know like this linux thing but for all intents and purposes what you need to think about is just think about it as like a chrome browser running on a on a desktop right it's a desktop version of the chrome browser Google has slowly been giving us functionality and things like the ability to run Android apps inside of Chrome OS, which is pretty cool because it gives you a, a much wider base of applications. But what's neat about this thing is, is now you can give your, your company, your team, desktop environment based on the browser that they're already using to interact with it that includes an MDM functionalities, it includes a secure boot functionality, that includes a secure restore app, you know, functionality that is centrally managed. So if you're on workspace, you can license Chrome OS Enterprise and you can manage these things at scale. And the secret, like this undiscovered secret, is it actually is, is good. Like this isn't like some like, oh, it's not good kind of thing. Now what gets bad with it is a good majority of the hardware being sold for Chrome OS is garbage. Like, I don't care what it is. If you're going out and you're buying a laptop for $300, it's garbage. <laughs> it's just, it's garbage. Don't buy $1,000 Chrome laptops. Or sorry, $300 Chrome laptops. Like, if you're buying laptops for people, actually give them real laptops. The quality is much better. They'll be much happier. You'll be much happier. Um, now, Chrome OS doesn't do um, uh, client server or terminal services in the way that, like, a Windows DAS environment does. So, you know, you still have this operating system that's running, you know, applications being delivered. But if you're using browser-based applications to interact, with everything while well, your data is resonant and, main and maintained in your actual, you know, um, whatever, whatever those applications are and where they actually reside. So why do we care about this? Well, we care about this in, uh, we care about this for lots of reasons, but I'm going to, I'm going to sum this up here in a, in a really kind of succinct way. We care about this in terms of productivity. We care about this in terms of downtime. And when I say downtime, I'm talking about like, if you have, you have employees and you are paying them to work and to do something for you. And if they can't work and do something for you, you're paying them to sit around and do nothing. So downtime is very expensive. It's a soft cost. We talk about it for a long, long time. Nobody really actually qualifies it. It doesn't really like, you know, oh, we're paying this many people this this average salary. And so therefore for every hour of outage, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is, is you're paying for loss of productivity, but you're also paying for loss of capacity and loss of loss of future, you know, leverage, right? So like if you're a if you're a CTO and you're trying to produce product for your business to actually generate generate revenue for your business if you lose all of your developer pipeline like people literally can't code for you what happens if you lose two weeks or three weeks or four weeks of product of time like like what let's talk about it in sprints what happens if you lose one to two sprints worth of productivity yeah, you still have to pay all your developers and they're really expensive, but what does that mean for you in terms of like your organizational plans and what the business is trying to actually achieve? So all these things, you know, we can we can get into it. We can talk about it from like, it's more efficient for your IT team to manage. It's easier to onboard and offboard people. We can talk about it from like, um, you know, cost, you know, shipping equipment. We can talk about all these different things. But what we really need to talk about is protecting and mitigating risk and using these as a technique to lower and mitigate risk to maintain consistency and predictability and what the business can actually do 
and, and how you know people working for the business can actually operate and maintain. That's just a little follow-on. If you haven't looked at Chrome OS, it's, it's awesome. The other thing that's really nice about Chrome OS is uh, they now have certified and have a little USB thumb drive installer. So you can take your aging you know fleet of, of computers uh, they support almost everything. It's pretty incredible. And you can you can put this drive in and you can reboot the box and you can end up with a Chrome OS on the desktop. And this PC that maybe aged out five or six years ago will now work perfectly fine for, for many years to come because it's a relatively lightweight operating system. It's not doing much. It just needs to give you a browser interface and you're good to go. So I don't even remember where I started this, honestly. Um, I kind of got into a tangential rant, which, which happens sometimes. Sorry. Anyways, I'm Max Clark. That's uh, maybe about 10 minutes, but it's 20 minutes max. And I hope this helps you.